workshop that we lead, we've got um, one coming up in January and one in February. The real goal behind it is that we want to take any experience that a family is having that might be causing stress and help you move towards peace and try to move away from anything that's causing any kind of chaos or any kind of stress, especially around like that interpersonal dynamic of, I don't, it's like my kid is being really hyper and I'm not sure how to navigate it. Or we're having these huge confrontations that turn into blowouts, which is a huge aspect with ADHD or executive dysfunction of just like that emotional regulation piece. And what we really look for is a community aspect within these workshops and within these groups that we lead for parents so that they know they're not alone. And so they can bounce ideas off of each other to say, here's something that will help me navigate this in a more peaceful manner so that we can continue having a peaceful family dynamic. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of ADHD is my superpower, the podcast that is dedicated to educating and inspiring parents and everyone with neurodivergent family members. Um, we are specializing in trying to just bring resources to help parents out and let you know that you are not alone out there or even caretakers. It doesn't matter. Um, let you know you're not alone. And today we've got a special guest coming on. We have Megan Buck, who is an academic coach with her um, company, Empowering Academic. She's an ADHD specialist. And we're going to just be talking everything ADHD, right? Talking about resources and how we're helping out and coaching programs and everything. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Megan Buck. Megan, hello. Welcome. So glad to have hey. you. So um, here's what I love to do, because when we do a podcast and people are listening to this, uh, they're going to read your bio. They're going to see a link where, you know, they could read about some things. But I love to have our guests kind of just tell the audience themselves um, who they are and kind of a little bit about themselves. So please take a few moments and the floor is yours. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, so I was a former middle school Spanish teacher. I taught for five years at a middle school. Um, and I realized that I connected really well with neurodivergent kids or kids, especially those with ADHD. Um, and then uh, my last year of teaching, I found a position at Empower Academic Coaching, where I got to work one-on-one -on -one with these kids who struggled with executive function or had ADHD. And through that process, I got certified to become an ADHD specialist and an ADHD coach. And myself was diagnosed in January of this year, actually, when I finished up the training. Um, so it was really interesting to see. I worked so well with these kids because I identified so closely with them. Um, so it's been a journey of self-discovery for myself as, as well as supporting these families and these kids with ADHD. Ah, so amazing. And so I, I'm, I'm going to come back to, to the kids portion, but I, I want to touch on just for a moment, as you're saying, you were just recently diagnosed and found out yourself. So is that something you think if you had known maybe when you were younger, it would kind of, you know, steer you a different way? Because sometimes, you know, we may not know and we think, wow, why, why am I so wired or so, you know, um, so active? And then you find out as an adult uh, and you go, oh, man, I know now. Do you think that maybe had a little play on it? Oh, absolutely. After I was diagnosed, I was able to receive the treatment that I needed and get the medication I needed. And I think if I had had that sooner, 
I mean, the way I describe it now is like I was living life on hard mode and then I got diagnosed and got the treatment I needed and things just got a, like a lot easier. So I think if it had happened earlier in my life, I would have had the language to describe what was going on and what I was feeling, what I was experiencing. And I would have had the supports I needed in order for life to just feel a little bit easier, especially academically. Like I, I did well, but I could have done a lot better and it could have been a lot easier. And wow. Yeah, that, that that is so, and and I asked that also because, um, so everyone knows our son. We we has ADHD, and that's the podcast is based off of him. And I jokingly say because they in our research when we first learned, they say um, one parent at least has ADHD, and I jokingly say, well, that's you, honey, and I tell my wife that, but I'm pretty sure it's me. But I've never been diagnosed, and I look back also and say. It, let's say, for example, I got diagnosed tomorrow and I could literally say, you know what? Wow. I can see why my childhood and why my life was kind of sporadic at points. And I, like you said, I could have had some things that would have helped me out doing that. And that that's so amazing. So now that you have got to that point, you say, you know what? I, I, I want to continue giving back to young kids and helping coaching with that process when you first started this journey of working towards helping some kids what was that feeling like when you said you know what i i want to gear towards shaping i'll use the word shaping shaping some uh some some uh, behavioral things or shaping some minds who potentially have ADHD or actually who do have it what was it like for you once you started this journey of um, going into coaching Oh my gosh, it was extremely empowering, very fulfilling. It's just really nice to see kids who are experiencing the world and experiencing these learning struggles in the same way that I did, or at least on a similar note, and then being able to say, okay, well, what's this specific experience like for you? And what is challenging about it? And then what do you find easy? And how can we use the things that naturally come to you as supports? It's been just like really rewarding to be able to say you're not alone in this and it isn't a unique experience. There are other people out there who are dealing with the same thing. It's just finding the right people to help guide you through it and finding the right tools that work for you can make a world of difference. And it's, I love it. I, I, and it's one thing that I found, you know, when, cause like my wife and I, we started a, um, a Facebook support group as well. And, to try to get some parents to show them that, hey, like you said, you're not alone. One of the things I found when talking to parents and they ask about the group and they, you know, they have questions like, is this a group that's going to attack me if I say something? And we try to reassure them, hey, this is a safe space to be a little dangerous, as I like to call it. <laughs> and so, but one of the things I've noticed is that a lot of parents sometimes feel it's their fault for whatever reason. And it's almost like they're afraid to hear that diagnosis of their child potentially having that as if they hear it, it's, it's, it's going to become real. I guess, I guess that's a way. And if it's real, now you have to deal with it, but you still have to deal with it. Even if you don't think it's real, do you encounter maybe within your coaching parents who still have some hesitation maybe, or who may feel, you know, it, this isn't the, I don't want to say correct journey for their child, but do you, do you encounter anything like that? Um, 
I would say so. I would say the more that I work with kids on a one-to-one basis and the more I work with parents on a one-to-one basis, the more they'll open up to it a little bit. I think there is a lot of shame around a diagnosis still, which is interesting to me because I find that the diagnosis process just helps with the self-discovery and the empowerment of saying, I now have the correct words and the correct supports for moving forward with things. Um, I would say what I've noticed the most is that a lot of parents will say, oh, my kid doesn't have this because everyone deals with these things. And it's like, "Mm, does everyone deal with it or do you also have ADHD? It's something to kind of reflect on, to look at, to say, yeah, I mean, my parents, when I was growing up, would say everyone struggles with organization. You just need to try a little bit harder. And they're like, I'm trying as hard as I can. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think I have seen a little bit of pushback, but I think the more that we can educate people and say ADHD isn't something that's wrong with you. Executive dysfunction isn't something that's wrong. It's just different. And we have to look at how we can support it appropriately in order to kind of get rid of that stigma and say, it's doable. We just have to find the right supports. Yeah. I So this is the second time uh, that I heard you use the word executive function. And the second, I'm going to ask you kind of what that means and the theory behind that, because here's one thing that I have been working to kind of um, take out of my vocabulary is, and I understand the lettering with ADHD and so forth, but disorder, right? It, it and as a, as a parent with a child that works to empower him to show him um, that um, his what, what he's working through is not a negative, it's just something that's different. And so I've been searching for something else to say, and I actually love executive function, right? And having um, that a replacement instead of saying you have a disorder, it just sounds a little mm-hmm. for me. And everyone's different, but for me, that sounds just a little bit more of like a tongue lashing. So what does executive functions, when you refer to that, what do you mean by it? Or what does the general meaning of that mean? Yeah, so executive function is what I've heard a lot of people refer to as like common sense, things that you should be able to do with a system. So it's like having organizational skills, planning skills, prioritization skills, uh, time management, task initiation. These are just a few of them. And people with ADHD or people with executive dysfunction just struggle with regulating that or struggle with following through with things. An example that I see a lot with my kids who struggle with executive function and my kids with ADHD is that their parents really want them to use a planner and they'll use it maybe for a week, maybe two. If you're lucky, they use it for a month, but then it's like sticking to it is something that's really challenging because we struggle with organization and we struggle with planning. And when things are monotonous, it's hard to stick with if you struggle with executive function. So it's like the things that most people would say come naturally to them when someone tells them how to do it, I would call those executive functions of things that a neurotypical would call easy. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't do them. So I don't know, but I know how to set up systems for myself. So that's, that's what we do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's one of the things that we work with our son on. And, and one reason why I love doing the podcast because we had uh, a listener wrote us and said she listened to an episode and um, she worked to implement something that someone was saying. And she's like, wow, it's been working. And, and so we're reaching out. And it was something as simple as um, she 
was giving her daughter um, too many tasks to do, too many things to do at once. And, you know, go clean your room and then come back down and do this. And then after that, go do that. She said she could never do it. And so on a podcast, she heard someone say, just give them one thing. And then after they finish that and they come say, okay, now go. And ever since then, it's been working. And that kind of goes into what you were talking about just now. For me, anyways, about the planner. They'll do it for a couple of weeks or a month. And then it becomes boring or monotonous. And then it's like, ah, I need something else to do. So one of the things that I think really can help with kids who have ADHD or executive function is trying to make it fun in a way for them or uh, for their minds to be entertaining. And when people ask me, sometimes they go, so what is ADHD? And what I'll do is I'll, I'll just start talking. I'll go, okay, well, it's imagine if you're just standing here talking to me and then all of a sudden, oh, look, squirrel. So then we're talking for a sec and then I'll come right back. And I was like, our minds just go left, right, up, down, backwards, sides, but we're still talking to you, but there's 13 things going on at one time. What is it for you that brings so much joy in working with these kids? Cause I know you said you guys have like a workshop um, for parents on something that's coming up and we're going to touch on that. But what do you personally find is a joy, um, that you get out of or see for um, some of the results for the kids that you work with? Yeah, I love seeing, I guess my favorite part about it is seeing how differently ADHD can look between kids and how different executive function can look from kid to kid. That's my favorite part. And then I would say the most rewarding aspect of it is that we'll set goals for like roughly a six week period just to kind of lay the groundwork for what they wanna work on. And just seeing kids go from completely disorganized and feeling unmotivated about what they're working on and then moving to a place of feeling confident and advocating in themselves and just growing in such a way to say, I know what I need to get done and I feel comfortable getting started and I feel comfortable following through. And I also know that I can ask for help when I need it. So just seeing that like resistance blossom into resilience throughout our work together is one of my favorite things. Yeah, those are the moments that we get to look back on and just say, you know what? I could see that if this person didn't get some assistance or help, things could have been different, right? It could have um, gravitated towards a whole new uh, travel path, if you will, um, within life. And I think that's one of the things that can really benefit and help with any type of coaching. So can you talk a little bit about your workshop for any parents out there who may be listening or any family members who may be listening as well? And real quick, before you, before you do that, I, I say that in this way, um, and especially, and I speak directly to um, the black culture uh, when I say that, um, because within our culture, and, I, and again, I don't know about any other culture, but I'm speaking specifically for the black culture. Within our culture, it is almost a forbidden topic to talk about anything that is could possibly be wrong with a family member. It's usually just brushed off as, oh, they're just hyper. Ah, oh, they had too much sugar. Um, nope, there's nothing wrong with my kid. You know, And I say that because it's it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be a little different. Sometimes there are many people, uh, what I like to do when I speak to parents sometimes, I'll show them celebrities who uh, have ADHD or sports players who have it. 
they still have a functioning great life. It can still be something that's great. So within your workshop, can you touch on some of the things that parents can expect or how, um, you know, or what, what they'll see when they, um, you know, come and speak to you guys within that? What's your workshop like? Yeah, so every workshop that we lead, we've got um, one coming up in January and one in February. The real goal behind it is that we want to take any experience that a family is having that might be causing stress and help you move towards peace and try to move away from anything that's causing any kind of chaos or any kind of stress, especially around like that interpersonal dynamic of I don't, it's like my kid is being really hyper and I'm not sure how to navigate it. Or we're having these huge confrontations that turn into blowouts, which is a huge aspect with ADHD or executive dysfunction of just like that emotional regulation piece. And what we really look for is a community aspect within these workshops and within these groups that we lead for parents so that they know they're not alone. And so they can bounce ideas off of each other to say, here's something that will help me navigate this in a more peaceful manner so that we can continue having a peaceful family dynamic. That is the, to me, the, the, one of the key factors of that is that support. We, I know we keep coming back to it, but it's so important to know that you are not alone. It, it is, there are other parents and you may feel like it. <laughs> we may feel like it at some times. Um, and even someone uh, like my wife and I, we are still in that learning process. You know, our son was diagnosed when he was five and he's about to be nine. So about three, four years. And <clears throat> we researched everything we possibly could. But then we didn't know what we were researching was, I don't want to say right or wrong, but just was more beneficial to us. So then we was like, you know what? We're just reading pages on the Internet or something. Let's talk to someone. Let's find. And then we started talking out to parents. And, and again, we still kept that level of not skepticism, but level of let's ensure what that other person is saying to us is works for us because it worked for them it may not work for us but the the whole point of that was we had other people to talk to we had groups mm -hmm. that we could just go in and say hey guys listen whew, my day has been man <laughs> right yeah mine too so you're not alone i remember reading one post one time where someone says something to the nature of they're driving and their child in the back seat they would end up in the car seat flipped upside down because they took the seatbelt off and it's and so it's as a 20 minute drive, it takes them 40 minutes because they got to keep stopping. But those are the moments that really, um, I think, can help support people. And with your um, workshop, how can people reach out to find you guys? How can people say, hey, you know what? I, I heard your episode. I, I heard the words you were saying. I would love to find more out about it or anything like that. How can they reach you guys? Yeah, um, our Instagram is at Empower Academic, and we have a ton of resources there that are totally free. And we have our link tree there that'll take you to our website. Our website is www.empoweracademiccoaching.com. Perfect. So, ladies and gentlemen, oh, here we go. So, oh, ladies and gentlemen, there we go. Make sure you take a moment to. Um, Go out and, and reach out and say hi, say, you know, figure out what can be, you know, um, what, what benefits can be used for you guys. Do not sit there thinking, you know, uh, nope, I don't want to do it because I don't want family members or anyone else to know. You know, sometimes those support factors can help ease or help adjust or help you show, show you techniques that can um, 
you know, help be beneficial towards you. And um, one more thing I want to ask you here real quick. So within your work, what do you feel is something that you want to be remembered for? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I want to be remembered for providing a safe and supportive space where people can kind of plant seeds that will blossom into what they want to be, where I can just kind of, I've provided a safe space for them to explore what their experience is like and how they can lean into their strengths to develop any kind of system that'll work for them. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so very much. Um, to hang on for me for one second because I'm going to wrap this up, but I'm going to be right back with you in just one moment, okay? Thank mm -hmm. you so much. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of ADHD is my superpower. Again, this whole process is just to show you that you're not alone and you have support out there and to help bring some education, some insight techniques that can be used to help make um, your everyday life maybe just a possibly a little bit smoother. Um, do us a favor and go reach out to Megan, um, the Instagram, the pages that they um, just spoke of. Uh, reach out to anyone. I don't care if it's someone directly in your city, if you feel more comfortable talking to someone on the internet or whatever. Reach out. That's all it's about. Support, support, support. Get into a workshop that could possibly help out. And then also, if you have time, check out our Facebook group as well. As we always say, ADHD Resource and Learning Group on Facebook. You will see the logo that you see here if you're watching the replay on the video. Or if you're listening, you will see a logo of our son who's in a Superman outfit with the ADHD across his chest. So thank you all for taking another moment to listening to ADHD is my superpower.